Hi, everyone. So I wanted to do another episode about that mother-daughter journal thing that I uh, read from last time. Um, Just kind of to drive a point home, which is, and this is to people in general, particularly ordinary people, you should unconditionally love your weird kid. You just should. You have to. You had made a choice to have a kid. Although, as I say that, I live in America right now. So that's a touchy subject because people don't really get choices if they do or don't want to have kids right now, depending on what state you live in. But anyways, that's a whole stupid thing that shouldn't be happening. But anyways, um, if your kid's weird, love your kid. If your kid's not weird, love your kid anyways. Like, uh, The reason I say this is because I had mentioned that I feel like half of this journal, my mom was like a normal mom, um, saying normal parent things. And then the other half, she just has a lot of insecurities about herself. um, And I feel like she projects a lot of that onto me, which is very strange and interesting. But anyways, I wanted to read... Um, some stuff here and there. I won't read a lot because, you know, as I think about it, I feel like I read to you guys a lot. And I was wondering, like, why do I do that? And I don't know why I do that. But I remember when I was in first or second grade, we would sit in a circle and read from some book. And um, the teacher would pick people who raised their hands to read like a page or two at a time. I hated, hated, hated whenever we had to do that because it was like 45 minutes sitting in a circle. I don't think I wished I was dead at like first or second grade, but like close to it because these kids did not know how to fucking read. And I remember thinking like, why are they reading so slow? Like, what is wrong with these kids? Because at that point, like I was reading all kinds of stuff. Um, and so I would volunteer frequently to read because A, I read quicker and B, like I just wanted to be done with this and move on to something different. And these kids with their slow ass reading skills were holding me up. Like, I don't know. I I don't know why I just, I read to people. (laughs) Um, I don't know why that reminded me of that. But anyways, um, apparently, I don't remember if I said this last time, but apparently, when I was 10, I liked to cook. There's different like pages in this book where I'm talking about like, when do I get to make the pizza or whatever the food was? Um, That was a lot of fun. Can I do it again? So that and I also enjoyed cleaning toilets. And I don't remember cleaning any toilets. I don't remember enjoying cleaning any toilets. And this is kind of funny because these are two things I hate to do. Now, like as an adult, like I felt this way for years. I do not like to cook. I do not like to clean toilets. I just don't. Um, and I have like bad memories of times when my mom would try to teach me something like how to cook in the kitchen and I wasn't understanding measurements and stuff. And she was impatient with me and it just was not a fun experience. Like, I wish I also remembered the good times because I don't remember any of those when it comes to food, like cooking and stuff. 
Um, so that was kind of surprising to read. Um, I also learned or, I don't know, reminded myself that I was a very curious kid. Apparently at that time, I was very interested in learning about HIV AIDS. Um, I asked questions like, do people die as soon as they get it? Like, I had a lot of questions about AIDS. So, like, I'm wondering, like, if I must have seen it on TV or it was talked about in school and I wasn't receiving sufficient information about this subject and I wanted to know more about it. She was not very helpful. Um, also, like, so I explained last time that she would write and then I would write and we would just pass it back and forth. So, like, each day we're taking turns. And there's these sticky notes that she started um, and she would put the word secret on top of the sticky note and then you lift it. And she wrote like what she considered a secret underneath the sticky note. Um, so part of me wonders if she was doing these kinds of things because she wanted to know more things about me because I remember thinking, wow, she's telling me all the secret stuff. I feel like I can tell her stuff that I haven't told her. And also, the way that she starts the book is with asking me questions. Like, each letter, we ask each other at least five questions. And then the following letter, you answer the questions. And then you ask the other person more. And that was kind of like the format for writing for the majority of, time, of the time. And um, since she started it that way, I still believe that she did not understand me. Um... Maybe I had communication issues. I mean, I know I did. I didn't talk until I was like three. But like, I don't know, maybe she thought that she could get more information out of me so she could understand her kid better, like by doing this notebook thing. And I don't blame her because I was very early on an avid reader. I liked to write. Um, the one thing I regret is that I didn't keep diaries when I was a kid, like journals, because... I remember I did um, now and again, but whenever that bitch got mad, she would go and like read the fucking diary. And I was so pissed because hello, like you just don't do that to your kids, even though like looking back, like I get, you know, she probably was going after the diary to figure out what the fuck's going on with my kid. Why is she acting this way? I don't know. She could have just looked in the mirror. That would have been her answer. But anyways... Um, I came up with this symbol language thing. So like I was, this was like 10 and I was doing it before then. Or maybe right around this age. I came up with like each letter equated to a symbol. And that's how I would write in my diary. And it didn't take long for me to memorize these symbols that equated to these letters. So like whenever she would open up books, she would just see a bunch of gibberish and wouldn't know what I was writing about. However, I had to keep the list in case I forgot what the symbols stood for. And so I would hide the list and that bitch would find it every time. And I remember like after a while, I was just like, I can't, I don't have any privacy. I can't keep anything in my room that's written down. Um, it was just like, you know, I she was so controlling, but... Yeah, so, like, I kind of wish I had those because sometimes it makes me sad when I hear other adults talk about, oh, 
I'm reading from like this diary I had when I was like 15 and that would have been nice to have. I would have, I would have learned more about myself now, like as I was back then. But anyways, there's this one part where we were talking about feelings and she wanted to know things that made me happy and mad or glad and mad, I guess is how she worded it. So my list was under the glad list, get a toy, done with a book, read, play, get my ID card, um, TV, music in my room. Um, and what made me mad, that list was getting in trouble, something gets broke, no more Joey Lawrence. <laughs> oh my God, Joey Lawrence. Does anybody remember Joey Lawrence from back in the day? Oh my God, he was so pretty. Oh, I loved Joey Lawrence. I loved his music. I loved looking at him. I loved um, seeing him in the show Blossom with Mayim Bialik. Oh my God, I was so obsessed with Joey Lawrence. Loved him. And when she got mad... She would, like, take the posters off my walls of Joey Lawrence. Like, I was so meticulous in the shit that I collected. By the way, here's a tangent. I think I'm already on a bunch of tangents. But anyways, when I was up in the attic this past weekend, I think I forgot to mention to you that I found my Spice Girls dedication binder. And I can't believe I said it like that out loud because it sounds cheesy. But I think I mentioned on here before that when I was a kid, I kept a ginormous binder with all Alanis Morissette stuff, and then another one with all Spice Girl stuff, because I was obsessed. And I came across the Spice Girls binder, and I'm like flipping through. It is so big. They're protector pages. I had clipped out like magazine articles, pictures, any tidbit of information I could find on them. And then I have like the, the last half of the binder. I preserved the posters from magazines like Tiger Beat. Do you remember Tiger Beat? Do they still like, does that still exist? Tiger Beat? Oh my god, like all those posters I kept preserved. It was some like, it was some special interest. I gotta tell you that. But I also wondered, is this worth any money? Would, would people pay me for this? Is this like, I mean, it's old, it's old stuff. But anyways, <laughs> I'm like always trying to see how I can make a book, but Joey Lawrence, oh, those were good times. I loved him. And I remember I had like little, um, I wouldn't say action figure, but that's the best way I can describe it. They had little things of Joey Lawrence like that. There were like little action figures of New Kids on the Block. I got those too because I was obsessed with New Kids on the Block. And then the Spice Girls, I would collect like all of that stuff. Um, it was a good time. But anyways, and then in case anybody's wondering, the thing on the glad list about getting my ID card, you know, I I don't forget how old you have to be like, I guess 10. Because I had mentioned that I got my ID card. And I think when kids got to be 10 years old, at least over in Japan, that's when they were allowed to get their own ID card so that they, they could, uh, you know, come and go as they please I suppose like from the base and like showing their ID card to get into like stores on base but I don't know I think it's a bit young to give a 10 year old like their own ID card and then they can just go gallivanting but that was another thing that I like to do too is I was constantly asking like how old do I have to be to do this and to do that and to do this and to do that and when can I 
go here? When can I go there? And like, understandably, she was frustrated with some of her responses. And she was just like, how about just like enjoy what you've got? And then as things, as you age, things will happen and blah, blah, blah. But I was always wanting to go places and to learn things. And also, I think my mom was a hoe bag back in the day because I had asked her, like, how many guys have you been with or dated? And she said she dated 26 guys. And even as an adult, when I read that, I immediately was like, oh, my God, were you a hoe? And I I don't have anything against hoe bags at all. Like, do as you please. But I was not expecting the number 26. Like, that's a lot to me. That's a lot. I I haven't even dated 26 guys. I don't know. Is that a normal number or something? It just seems like a lot. And I was like, man, I knew she was a hoe. Like, <laughs> there was, I don't know, like there was this, she had mentioned she was with this one guy before she met my father and his name was Ray. And I was constantly trying to get information out of her about this dude. And I can see it in these pages. Like, why won't you tell me um, how long you guys were together or... I was asking things like, can you at least tell me how tall he was? (laughs) Oh my God. Like now I know, like they probably had sex and shit. Ugh. But she mentioned the dude and then she didn't give me a bunch of information. And so that's not my fault. Like you can't just bring somebody up to a 10 year old and it's uh, like a big piece of information about your mother and then not like provide all of the rest of the information to your kid. Like So there's pages of me asking about that dude. Um, Also, trickle, trickle, trichotillomania. I told you guys that I have that. Well, interesting. I came across something that I wrote and it was in one of the questions I was asking my mom. And it was like two different times. So like these were like weeks apart. One week I asked, how old do I have to be to get hair on my private and then and and then I also asked later on, will it hurt when it pokes through the skin and grows? I don't know where I got that question from. I'm assuming like, I don't know, I must have heard about it or something. Obviously, otherwise I wouldn't know about it. But so I thought that was kind of interesting that I was 10 years old and I was already interested in hair. So what's that say? I don't know. Um, but another thing that I couldn't help but notice, which was pretty common in this book is even though this bitch is the one that started the whole question answer thing, she would get annoyed at my questions. And I remember as a kid thinking like, I don't understand, like you told me to ask questions that I'm asking them. And then you get annoyed when I ask them. And it wasn't just like, when can I do things? I had questions about life, about all kinds of stuff. And depending on her mood and, you know, her responses, like if she was in a good mood, her responses were nice. If she was in a bad mood, her responses were short and not very nice. I mean, that part that I read last time, she used the word babyish to describe a 10-year-old. You can't call your 10-year-old babyish. Like, I was a fucking kid. Like, how do you, how else do you expect a 10-year-old to act? Um, but anyways, so 
I was thinking to myself as I was going through this and I was reading the parts where she sounded annoyed by my questions. If I were a parent and I had a curious kid asking a bunch of questions, sure, it would be annoying sometimes because just stop talking for a little bit. This is a good thing why I didn't have kids, but I can imagine myself being like, I don't know, if I had a kid and they asked me something about the world and I gave them an answer, I would feel proud like this kid is going to learn about this thing from me. I'm the first source of information or, you know, like one of the first sources of information to provide an answer to this kid. Like, I don't know. I would feel very special. Maybe that sounds cheesy. And maybe like you parents out there are rolling your eyes or something, but I don't know. I would like when Alicia's sister's kids, what are they? Are they my nieces too? I don't know. I don't know those whole label things. But when we were seeing her, when we were down to see her family a a couple weeks ago, and the kids were asking me questions about different things. I was more than happy to answer the questions because I like answering questions or asking questions myself. And I remember having that thought like, wow, like you actually are going to trust whatever comes out of, out of my mouth about this thing that you want to know more about. It's just, um, I don't know if that sounds weird or makes sense, but it's just a nice feeling to have to be the one to share something new with somebody else. And because in my life, like important things that I've learned, and by important, I mean the things that just stuck around, they stick in my head. Um, I remember the, the first person that ever told me about that thing. And I don't know why that's so important to me, why I hold on to that, but it's meaningful. So that's how I feel I would feel if I were answering a kid's question. Um, let's see, there's this one part where I wanted to just keep an animal in my room 24 hours a day. So I think I had just discovered animals and I was begging for like a cat. We had this dog, but like, I didn't really care for dogs because my mom, like she wanted a dog. She would get these little dogs and she would like build a little area in the kitchen for them and like gate it off. And then they would just kind of like be in there like a good portion of the time. And I hated it. I always was thinking like, this dog needs to be free. Like, why are you containing it in the fucking kitchen? Like, let the dog roam. Oh, I hated when she did that. Um, But I didn't care too much for the dogs. I just liked cats and I was trying to like get some. Um, Also, I liked hanging out with people. And I mentioned some of these people and I remember them. And then I remember like I liked them as people, but I liked their house. Their families were nice. I liked to go over there because I knew that my house wasn't like that. So that was like another thing. Um, I don't know. I just think it's so interesting to see like how I was at 10 years old. Sorry if this is like, I don't know what kind of episode this is, but... I would consider myself strange and weird and odd and the things that I was curious about. I would use those words to describe me if, um, um, like that's how an ordinary person viewed me. And I guess even my, my mom viewed me that way, like weird and, and stuff, but 
knowing what I know now about being autistic, um, are those correct descriptions? Like weird, odd, strange, because that's just all normal stuff to me. Like when I'm at reading these questions and the things that I wanted to know more about, I'm, I haven't changed. I'm still like that to this day. And I don't think that having questions about topics that maybe people aren't used to talking about or find uncomfortable or whatever, like, I don't know. I think I'm talking in circles, but oh, there was this one part. Oh my God. I can't find the page, but I see. Sorry. This is the last thing I'll read and then I'll end this episode. Um, did I write that here? So like my mom had bought the Joey Lawrence CD and I didn't have like a CD player. It was like a brand new thing. CDs were like brand new and hot commodities. So my mom like got the Joey Lawrence CD, right? She didn't like Joey Lawrence, but she bought the CD. Instead of just buying me a CD player, which maybe I guess that would have that was probably more expensive back in that day, back in the days. But anyways, she bought the CD and she recorded it onto a cassette tape for me, which we had a CD player in the house. Why didn't she just give me the CD player? But she recorded the CD on one side of the cassette tape. And if you guys are from the 80s and 90s, like, you know what cassette tapes are. And so she did it on one side. And then the other side of the cassette tape was completely blank because, you know, I guess she didn't need to record the CD on both sides. So this is what I did at 10 years old. I was so excited. I would listen to the Joey Lawrence CD on the one side of the cassette tape. And then it would get done. And then I would turn it over and just play empty cassette tape error. I don't know. I would just play it. Nothing was coming out. And I knew that nothing was recorded. And I wrote in the book, how come... You didn't record on both sides because the other side, I have to wait a whole hour of listening to nothing before I can get back to the other side where the music is. And she was like, rewind it. (laughs) Oh my God. Like, sorry. That's so funny. Like rewind it. Like there was a rewind button. I remember, I remember the moment when I was like, oh my God, duh, all this time, all this time, I could have just hit rewind. Like, you, you see, like, even at 10, I didn't know how shit worked. But um, my message after reading this book is <sighs> be nice to your weird kid and just love them unconditionally because they're yours. And they're little mini versions of you in some ways. Um, and if you're not nice to your weird kid, they're gonna have so many problems and they're going to be in therapy for years, and they're going to be like creating their own podcasts, bashing you. And sorry, no, they're not going to do that. That's just me. Um, yeah, I kind of want to go back up there and see if I can find like the second one, because I think I might have two. But also like, This was kind of like a weird blast from the past. Um, I can't stop thinking about this book. It's just strange to see my mom's handwriting when I haven't, like, talked to her, seen her, read anything that she's written in so many years. This is just very weird. Um, And I don't feel angry or anything, even though maybe it sounded that way when I was talking about her. But I don't know. I just think that 
people should be people, um, people should love people for who they are. Don't try to change them. Just enjoy watching your kid become, um, a person. I don't know. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, just watch your fucking kid grow up and enjoy, like, their fascination with learning new things and wanting to explore and navigate the world. Like, that is just, that's all positive. And my mom never viewed it that way, um, at least not in this book. She didn't like it when I was very curious. She didn't like it when I was, like, asking questions that were about things that she had to give, like, actual responses to. You know, like, it's just, that part's kind of sad because I was so curious And I eventually, as the pages went on, I started editing myself. And Alicia pointed this out, too, because I let her read the book. And she's like, you started editing yourself when you were, like, writing to her. And it's true because I was changing my language to, like, I don't know, because I could tell that she was getting pissed off. And so, of course, I blamed myself because I was 10 and I thought it was me, even though now I know it was her. And I started, like, wording things differently and paying her more compliments. You know, like, just weird shit that kids shouldn't really have to do at 10 years old. I don't know. I mean, no parent is going to be perfect. And no parent is not going to have insecurities. But I sure hope that this new generation of people growing up turn in turn out to be like really loving and caring parents i just think i'm talking in circles now i'm gonna end this episode um the point of this is just um i don't know i wish that my mom loved me more when i was a kid because i didn't feel that she loved me very much and i wish that she did and um if she had, maybe that would have helped me throughout life, you know, not be so self-conscious and think that, like, I just was some weirdo that nobody liked. But, um, yeah. Love your weird kid, please. Okay, sorry for all the repetition, and I hope this was relatable in some way, and, um, okay, goodbye.